0: the defense got better but is it good enough and are they going is vance joseph the guy to take them to the next level i don't know if i'm totally convinced of that and christian parker like everybody sings his praises about how great of a young coach he is and how he's going to move up the ranks and you know maybe one day become a head coach and i would hate to lose someone like that if he went to the packers or even worse if he went to the patriots and and once and even a defensive coordinator i think that would be terrible so much so that I would almost consider firing Vance Joseph just to promote Christian Parker if that's what it took not to lose him.
1: Welcome and thanks for joining us for another offseason episode of the Broncos Wire podcast. Ryan O'Leary here playing host alongside my friend and managing editor of USA Today's Broncos Wire, the great John Heath. What's up, John? How's the uh, off-season treating you so far, my friend?
0: It's treating me well. The Broncos have been pretty quiet. Like uh, hopefully we don't record this today. And then tomorrow they announce a bunch of stuff, but that's how it works in our business. It's been a, a, like kind of a nice little break from uh, football can just kind of sit back and watch football more as a neutral. Uh, so yeah, it's nice to have a break, and it'll be kind of like that in February as well, and then in March things will really heat up with free agency, and then obviously the draft in April. But right now it's kind of calm on the Broncos front, and I, I kind of appreciate that.
1: Yeah, you appreciate it, but it's been calm, John. But let's try to stir some stuff up, huh? On the podcast this week, <laughs> we'll we're gonna do our best. Uh, just a quick note to the listeners before we launch in here that you can support us by subscribing. Episodes will kind of pop up randomly throughout the off season. So, making sure you're a subscriber, we're available on every platform. Um, it's the best way to keep up with us all off season. Where we'll be talking free agency. We'll be talking draft. Eventually, we'll get to the training camp of 2024, but that's far down the road. Let's talk about the here and now to kick us off, John. Like, what would you say is the lead story for Broncos Country as we speak here? It's I think this episode drops on, drops on February 1st. What would you say the lead story for Broncos Country is right now?
0: They're not really going to do anything on Russell Wilson until the start of the new league year like that would be, but it's just kind of in limbo right now. I think the most notable thing is Vance Joseph has not been fired and we're now, you know, weeks after the season, I'm assuming he's not going to be fired. And so I think that's a pretty notable development because I know some people wanted to move on from him and now – Again, like this is kind of dangerous to say this on this podcast. Hopefully it doesn't become old news tomorrow, but their defensive backs coach, uh, Christian Parker, he interviewed for the Patriots defensive coordinator job and the Patriots ended up doing an in-house hire. So Parker didn't get that, but I saw uh, Albert Breer reported that the Patriots might want Parker for a different role and they'd have to give him some kind of promotion because the Broncos could block a lateral move. But then the Packers also interviewed him for their defensive coordinator job, and he's still a candidate for that Packers job. So, you know, they, they lost their defensive coordinator last year. Fangio would have – or, excuse me, Sean Payton would have loved to get Vic Fangio, but Fangio didn't want to come back to Denver, understandably. So then they brought back Vance Joseph, and, and like, obviously everyone thinks of that Dolphins game, how bad it was. They did turn it – they did a great job turning it around after that some of it you know we talked about on the podcast like the turnovers were a little bit fluky and that really sparked their turnaround but even besides those turnovers the defense did get better overall but it's just a question of the defense got better but is it good enough and are they going is vance joseph the guy to take them to the next level i don't know if i'm totally convinced of that and christian parker like everybody sings his praises about how great of a young coach he is and how he's going to move up the ranks and you know maybe one day become a head coach And I would hate to lose someone like that if he went to the Packers or even worse, if he went to the Patriots and and once and even a defensive coordinator, I think that would be terrible. So much so that I would almost consider firing Vance Joseph just to promote Christian Parker if that's what it took not to lose him. To me, that's like the biggest thing. Like it seems like Vance Joseph is coming back because they haven't said he's not coming back. And right now we're kind of in limbo seeing what's going to happen with Christian Parker. So on the coaching front for the Broncos, I think that's the most notable thing right now here in late January.
1: We're kind of in limbo there. Not sure, but we do know that the Broncos are going to siphon off every Saints coach they can, or scout or whoever (laughs) that they can, uh, that they can find. And we can maybe get into this a little bit more, but They're uh, the former Saints assistant college scouting director, Cody Rager. Um, He's been hired by the Broncos. And now Pete Carmichael, the fired offensive coordinator of the Saints, who I don't believe even wanted to be the offensive coordinator when Sean Payton left. They they just kind of convinced him to do it. Uh, They're moving on from Pete, and uh, he's coming to the Broncos. Definitely won't be the offensive coordinator. Definitely won't be calling plays or helping Sean Payton in that regard. but. Some type of offensive advisor, quarterback advisor, liaison, something like that on the offensive side for Pete Carmichael. But yeah, wait on the defensive side. But yeah, we're we're poaching scouts, we're poaching offensive coaches from the Saints as usually as usual. Uh, one one thing that stood out to me, John, just read through your notes. Uh, Vance Joseph is a good one. Another one is just looking ahead to the draft a little bit. Uh, you've wrote on Broncos Country how heading into twenty twenty four. The Broncos have six draft picks and George Payton has said that they'd like to get more, right? They'd like to get more, whether that's trading players. We've talked about Cortland Sutton, Jerry Judy, Justin Simmons, even some people throw out names like Pat Sertan, even though we both think that's crazy. Uh, Players trading back to accumulate draft capital is always an option. Uh, The Broncos are saying we want more picks. My guess is, is is this a smokescreen, right? This is just something that's kind of coming to me, John. It's like Shouldn't they be looking to do the opposite, right? Like, shouldn't they be looking to get their quarterback if he if he's there, right, John? And couldn't that mean being aggressive and going up to get the player, even if it's just a couple spots? Like, if they identify, you know, throw a name out there, Bo Nix as their player, their guy, and he's oh, a man. he's there and at pick like eight or nine. Are you going to sit there at 12 and kind of hope he falls here? or are you going to go get him? And it's really, it's very much yeah, I know exactly. And it's in Sean Payton's DNA, right, to trade up and get him. That's something the Saints would do all the time back in the day. They would trade up to get guys in the draft. They did it even the year Sean Payton retired. They went and got Chris Olave, right? That worked out pretty good for them. So, it's in Sean Payton's DNA to go up and get a guy. And I just when I hear the Broncos saying, "You yeah, know, we we'd like to accumulate more draft picks," actually kind of put up that smoke screen. I wouldn't be surprised if it's the opposite and they're looking to do something big in the draft, whether it's to move way up there to get their guy or move up a few spots to grab somebody who falls to them. Uh, I, I think that's very much in play. That's, that's something that's kind of stuck out to me
0: when I said, I hope not. I mean, I hope they don't move up for Bo <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. I think bonex better be there at 12. And I don't know if I would even take him at 12. Like, I mean, not maybe a fan, huh? In in hindsight down the road, this will come back to haunt me as a, <laughs> a super bad hot take, but I, yeah, I'm not super thrilled about it. If they moved up for like Jaden Daniels, I would love that. I would be like, okay, if Sean Payton loves Jaden Daniels and it takes training up to go get him, sure. Go for it. Do what you got to do. But uh, you're, you know, you're saying they want to acquire more picks and when in reality, maybe they're actually going to move up. I think both those things can be true at the same time. Like if you're going to move up to the top of the draft, especially if they were going to go all the way up to get one of the top three guys, you need draft capital to do that, and they don't have it. Like, they don't even have a second round pick right now. So, if you could trade, maybe this is totally unrealistic, but just hypothetically, like if you could trade a Justin Simmons, or if you could trade a Garrett Bowles, or you could trade a Jerry Judy and, and Cortland Sutton, like you mentioned, if you can trade guys like that and get another third round picker, or even, you know, third round pick next year, whatever it may be, the more picks you bring in, the easier it is to move up because you can't move up if you have you know a first round pick number 12 and then your next pick is in the third round like that's not a lot of draft capital obviously they they would pull from future years as well but i think it can be true that they want to add more picks for this year but then at the same time they might turn around and trade some of them to move up for a qb if they think there's a qb within reach of a trade for them so i i think both can be true at the same time and like you're talking about Sean Payton's past history of moving up to get his guy George Payton has a past history of making all kinds of trades and and some of it was trading picks away to go get guys, but he's just, he's a frequent trader and he, he, the one draft they had, you know, more than a dozen picks. Like he loves to just stockpile picks. Like 10 is kind of his target number right now. They have six, maybe it's unrealistic to get up to 10, but at, at least add two more, maybe three more. Like I definitely think that's feasible. And I think there's guys that they're gonna be listening to for offers. Cause, like you said, they need to get a QB, but they're in kind of a cap mess. Their roster is kind of a mess. Like, this is not gonna be 2024. The Broncos are back, baby. We're going to the Super Bowl. Like, this is gonna be a project. Like, they, and if you get a, a young rookie quarterback on a four or five year rookie contract, that helps. But then if you're paying people like Garrett Bowles big money, if you're paying Justin Simmons big money, if you're playing Cortland Sutton big money, It's hard, especially when you're up against a cap. So even though we love those players and they're great players, at some point they might have to make some tough decisions and say, okay, we cannot afford those contracts, and these guys are getting older. Let's trade them while they still have trade value, get more draft picks, and let's make this a really young roster and get a ton of guys on rookie contracts. It's way easier to manage the salary cap that way. And then if we get the right QB in, we can – you know basically rebuild from here and like you said pat sertan he's still young he's a a superstar like you don't necessarily have to part with pat sertan but you know some of the older guys on the team that are good players but they're older and they're very expensive not on the rookie contracts i could definitely see them parting with a couple of them this offseason
1: makes sense you know kind of purge the roster of bad contracts or contracts that aren't helping you right now but also stock the roster with sean payton guys right Handpicked guys who he likes um, from the draft. It it does make sense. Uh, We just know that we know they hate Russell Wilson, right, John? We know that. We know Jared Stidham is vanilla ice cream, right? Like his face is on the carton of vanilla ice cream. Yeah, it's pretty good. I just yeah, I bought a nice little thing of it for my my kid does too. My my two year old loves the vanilla ice cream. I can bribe him with that. So I I think Jared Stidham's face was on that carton. You know, he's just. (laughs) He is so vanilla. He's so mediocre. We all know that you need to do something at quarterback. And this kind of led me to a developing opinion about the senior bowl. John, how do you feel about the senior bowl? Are you a big senior bowl guy?
0: I mean, I'm not like a draft guru, so I don't get into it like some people do, but I appreciate like the value of it. Mm -hmm. And you know, well, there are like Brandon Walker, who writes for Broncos wire. He'll be writing a post of like X players, the Broncos should keep an eye on the senior bowl. So I, I definitely think there's value in it and you know, I'll be paying loosely attention to it, but I'm not like a super draft guru. Like there are some real good people out there that focus all in on that.
1: Yeah, me too. For me, the senior bowl is kind of like the pro bowl. It's like a blip on the radar the weekend (laughs) before the super bowl. And like, I might check the box score for fun, but I don't really know what I'm looking at or, or care anyway, but I will say this. I think Broncos fans should care. Not necessarily about the game. I'm not sure, you know, if you want to watch the game, cool, you know, if you like football and you want to watch the game, cool. But I think, you know, an article like you're talking about Brandon Walker writing and or or other people writing about guys the Broncos are attached to or talking to or working with specifically at the Senior Bowl, I think is something to take note because this is just a developing thing, John. For me, a developing thought. Sean Payton loves Senior Bowl guys. This is. This goes back to his days with the Saints. They tended to draft a lot of players they were connected to at the Senior Bowl. And I think it goes back to Sean Payton's roots, like Bill Parcells. You know what I mean? Like Bill Parcells is a guy who loved he loved to draft kids that played a lot of college football. He wanted guys that started all the all these games and were captains of their team. He wanted to draft guys that were college graduates, John, right? He didn't want he wasn't interested in the kid who you know, majored in sports studies and, you know, did the, the bare minimum just to, you know, fill a requirement. No, he wanted the guy with the degree who was the senior captain and started games. It was tough. and was a leader. These are the guys Bill Parcells loved Bill Belichick too, who comes from that same coaching tree. Bill Belichick looked through his drafts. There's a lot of this as well. Sean Payton very much subscribes to that. And I just, I would not be surprised at all if the Broncos are targeting guys that they are connected to at this week's Senior Bowl. it's just, This is something that happened with the Saints all the time. And for me, just going back to that quarterback conversation, I'm paying close attention to the quarterbacks in this Senior Bowl, and I think Broncos fans should too. I'm talking about Bo Nix. Sorry, John, but he's at the Senior Bowl, and the, <laughs> the Broncos might fall in love with him there. Bo Nix, Michael Penix, I could rattle off of – those are the two big ones, right? We all – I think everybody, even if you're – loose college football fans, right? You're not really ingrained in it, but you are you follow it a little bit. You, you know who Bo Nix and Michael Penix Jr. are. You might not know some of these other guys, Sam Hartman of Notre Dame, Spencer Rattler of South Carolina, Michael Pratt of Tulane, Joe Milton III of Tennessee, Carter Bradley of South Alabama. Like, if we hear reports, John, that the Broncos are interviewing and are engaged with one or more of these kids, especially a Nix or a Penix, I think that should get your antenna up as a... Broncos country fan. You know what I mean? I yeah. think th- that would be something to monitor. And if it's a guy like Nix, that makes it really interesting to me what the Broncos do it uh, in the first round, right? Are they sitting there at 12 and hoping if, if Nix is their guy and Sean Payton falls in love with this player or his scouts fall in love with him at the senior bowl, are they going to sit there at 12 or going back to what we just talked about? Will they be aggressive and go up a few spots if they have to, to make sure They don't get leapfrogged for their guy. I would not be surprised at all if the saints identified Penix or Knicks as their guy and moved up for him or one of these other kids and they made a move for him on day two. You know what I mean? I I would not be surprised at all if that happened. So for me, I think this senior bowl, although it's doesn't tend to be really great television for the majority of football fans out there. I think for Broncos country, you should be paying attention to articles like the one Brandon's going to be writing and others that are talking yeah. about who the Broncos are connected with at the senior bowl. I think that's, that's going to be some good eating and it's going to, we're going to be able to read between the tea leaves a little bit.
0: Yeah, that's a, that's a great point. And like you said, we will be tracking stuff like that. of When we say like, Hey, the Broncos set up an interview with this guy, this prospect, like we will be tracking things like that. And as you mentioned, like obviously quarterback is the most notable because the Broncos need a quarterback and quarterbacks, just the most notable position in football. So that is really even if you just tune in to watch some of the game obviously we're going to be paying attention to those quarterback performances even though i think to an extent how they practice during the week and and you know how they do in the interviews and how uh, like running the offensive practice i think teams might weigh that a little bit more than the game itself but i think that's a really good point it's it's definitely worth paying attention to who the broncos are linked with At this Senior Bowl. And like you said, Bo Nix and Michael Penix, those are definitely the two name guys. And they're definitely worth watching. Like, There's definitely a possibility the Broncos could end up with either of them in April. I think if you're interested in like, if say the Broncos aren't going first round, they trade down or they pick a different position at number 12, whatever it would be. If they don't go quarterback in the first round, I think Michael Pratt is a guy to keep an an eye on. The two-lane quarterback you mentioned. Their offensive coordinator coached under Sean, or excuse me, their offensive line coach at Tulane when Pratt was there. He coached under Sean Payton with the Saints for years. So Sean Payton should already have, you know, plenty of information about him. They're getting a a close look at him at the Senior Bowl this week. Like you mentioned, the scouts. I'm sure George Payton is probably there. And then obviously the, the game itself on Saturday. So he and draft wire just recently did a three round mock draft and the Broncos, they don't have a second round pick, but a, a lot of people including draft wire have Michael Pratt falling down to the third round and they projected the Broncos picking him there. And, and mm. you know, it's a mock draft. That's a guarantee anything, but it's just something to keep an eye on that. He's the kind of guy teams could see, or excuse me, draft pundits could see falling to that spot in the draft when the Broncos will be picking again. So uh, like you said, Knicks and Panics, those are the big names I think someone to keep an eye on for a little bit later in the draft would be Michael Pratt. I mean, obviously, all those guys that you mentioned, all of any of them could be a mid-round draft pick. But Pratt, he's just kind of caught my eye from the guys that are not right up there at the top.
1: No, that makes perfect sense. It makes perfect sense. It, It just checks a lot of boxes of why Sean Payton would be interested, why the Broncos would be sniffing around that player and working with him. And it's just... I'm glad you said that, John, Michael Pratt. I just highlighted him in my notes. He's someone I'm going to be keeping an eye on because this is real stuff. He's at the Senior Bowl. So I think it makes it, it, makes it more real, if that makes sense. Uh, that's a great nugget there. So, yeah, we're, we're definitely watching what happens with the quarterbacks. Another thing we wanted to get into on the show this week, John, is just what's going on. We talked about how the Broncos, not a ton going on with their coaching, but the AFC West has been a different story. Uh, not so much the Chiefs because because they're still freaking playing. Um, unfortunately, as we speak, a couple weeks before the Super Bowl, we will give our thoughts on the Super Bowl here coming up at the end of the show. So stay tuned for that. But a, a lot a lot going on in the AFC West, right, John? Antonio Pierce, the interim coach with the Raiders, he's sticking around. The Chargers get it, get Jim Harbaugh, a big hire for them, uh, and of course. So, and of course we have the chiefs being the chiefs, right? So what's kind of, uh, you got any thoughts on just the, this coaching cycle so far, the updates we have gotten and in, and particularly how it pertains to the AFC West and the Broncos, they're not doing much, but everyone else seems to.
0: Yeah. I mean, when you have a head coach like Sean Payton, you, you, you don't need to be in a head coach search like the Raiders and chargers, where I think a lot of Broncos fans aren't too worried about Antonio Pierce. And like, For me, I'm not going to poo poo it because he's so young and inexperienced. Like, we don't know yet. We don't have enough of a sample size. Like, he might turn out to be a great coach. He might be middle of the pack coach, or, you know, the Raiders might continue to struggle with him. I'm not going to be like, oh, well, he doesn't scare me. But I'm also not going to be like, oh, no, now the Raiders are way better because they have him just because he's unproven. So I don't really know. Like, I don't have a strong opinion one way or the other on Pierce with the Raiders. It's just kind of like, okay we'll see how that goes. The Chargers I think is a lot more alarming to get someone like Jim Harbaugh like alarming from a Broncos fan perspective because yep. he he obviously had tons of success in college but he also has a very good record in the NFL. You know, he went to 3 NFC title games in a row with the 49ers. They went to the Super Bowl, they barely lost to the Ravens. So like he has a proven track record not just at the college level, but he's also a proven uh NFL coach. And for like years, really seems like forever. The chargers have been a team that's had a lot of talent. And a lot of times in the off season, they become like a media darling, like the sleeper team, like this is the year the chargers put it all together. And they always just kind of don't do it. And the missing piece for a, a long time now may have just been, they didn't have the coach and the coaching to put it all together. They've clearly, they have the talent and like Justin Herbert, He's a fantastically talented quarterback. Like I would love for Justin Herbert to be the Broncos quarterback. I would trade Russell Wilson for him. You know, I'd trade any quarterback the Broncos have had since Peyton Manning in exchange for Justin Herbert in a heartbeat. And so like the Chargers are they're always just someone that or a team that just you feel like is right on the edge. And now that they've got a real accomplished, competent coach in Harbaugh, it makes me a little worried, like, oh boy, now the Chargers might be a lot more of a problem here for the Broncos going forward. And it's kind of an interesting situation with Harbaugh because he was the very first coach the Broncos interviewed last year. They filed and fired Nathaniel Hackett with two games left. And then Greg Penner was a big part of their coaching search. The very first guy he interviewed was Jim Harbaugh. And they did it virtually because Harbaugh was uh, busy, mostly with Michigan. And then Harbaugh eventually announced that he was going to stay at Michigan after Harbaugh announced that he was staying in, uh, in college, Greg Penner still flew to Michigan and met with him face-to-face. And maybe you know, maybe that was just due diligence, like we did you virtually, we want to do an in-person interview, even though you've already made up your mind, You know, just to, I don't know, just due diligence. But to me, the fact that he was the first one they interviewed and the fact that Greg Penner went to spoke with him in person even after he said he was staying in college – I kind of thought that Harbaugh last year was Greg Penner's number one choice. And once, you know, they couldn't get him, it was, okay, now we'll agree to trade a a first round pick and more to go get Sean Payton. Cause not that Sean Payton is a bad choice. It's just, if you have have to trade a pick or don't have to trade a pick for one, you know, coach of the year or another coach of the year, like they both have that award on their resume, like, it, you'd rather get the guy that you don't have to give up draft capital for. In, in my opinion, I I'm just assuming like I'm putting words in Greg Penner's mouth. He never said that publicly, but I, I feel like Harbaugh is probably the guy they wanted. He decided to stay in college tree and it, it was smart by Harbaugh. Like it worked out for him. He, he, He wanted to he had unfinished business at Michigan in his mind. And then they won and they won a national title. And now, you know, he can ride off in the sunset and the NCAA can come down on Michigan with all (laughs) the punishments for their cheating. Exactly. And Harbaugh can go off to the NFL, get paid a bunch of money, and then, you know, get to coach up Justin Herbert and maybe make the Chargers very relevant again. So that that's the one that I'm like, oh man that's kind of a bummer that they got him, but I mean, nothing is a given. We'll see how it goes. Maybe the chargers will still find a way to charger, but I think the Harbaugh joining them is, is kind of a bummer from a Broncos perspective.
1: Yeah, it is. Uh, Harbaugh is a really good coach. Uh, and then when you compare him to, we could compare him to Sean Payton all we want. And would you rather have Harbaugh and the draft picks that you gave up to get Payton or the status quo? And I think is that even a question, John? I think you know, I would. I would like to have Harbaugh for the show. I would like to have Sean Payton because I think he's great for business. But uh, I don't know. What do you think, John? Let just give me thirty seconds on that. Sean Payton or Jim, uh, Jim Harbaugh? If you could have had him last year, who would be your pick last year?
0: Harbaugh, just because then you still have those picks, and mm. and Harbaugh, you know, he's proven not maybe the duration that Sean Payton's been in the NFL, but like I said, he he has a good NFL resume. So I'd pick him, but with saying that it's not that I think like Sean Payton is a bad coach. Like Payton would definitely be my number two after Jim Harbaugh from last year's coaching class. So it's not like they got some scrub. Like I think Sean Payton is a very good head coach, but if you could have Harbaugh last year and keep the picks that the Broncos gave up, yeah, I would have preferred to do that. That doesn't mean I'm, upset they ended up with Sean Payton now.
1: Yeah, I hear that. I, I hear that. I'd rather have Harbaugh as well, but for the show, I'm glad we have Sean. Sean Payton. Yeah. He's great for great business. entertainment. He's excellent for business. Uh But yeah, I think it's not Harbaugh or Payton. It's Harbaugh or Brandon Staley. <laughs> I just think that makes the Chargers so much more dangerous Uh that they're going to have their act together, that they're not going to have this freaking nerd head coach with his head buried in an analytics sheet just going for it on every fourth down yeah i'm talking to you dan campbell you're a nerd as well listening to all the analytics people just sometimes you just got to kick a field goal john but brandon staley and guys like the lions and this is what happens to you when you you don't just kick the field goal sometimes you just got to do it uh anyway that's a different itch we don't have to scratch that one right now uh but that really bothered me i I really wanted the lions to win that game uh i know yeah yeah painful but again we'll get to the super bowl here in a minute Were Broncos, are are Broncos country hopeful? You mentioned, uh, you mentioned Fangio earlier, or no, I'm sorry, not Fangio. (laughs) Yeah, Fangio. Uh, Vance, Vance Joseph, you mentioned earlier, John. Are Broncos country like, are they hoping that Bill Belichick or Mike Vrabel become the defensive coordinator? Is that a real (laughs) thing that people are talking about?
0: I I don't think there is like true optimism. I think, if anything, it's just kind of like, joking or like a oh, wildish outlandish like oh wouldn't that be a dream I don't think anybody thinks it's like practical or, or like gonna happen but I mean but the fact that both of them are available and like I don't think Belichick is gonna become uh the Seahawks coach and I don't think he's gonna become the commanders coach like I have a feeling he's probably gonna sit out for a year and then get a better job next year than the commanders and I'm assuming that Dan Quinn would be a top candidate for the Seahawks but Again, hey, maybe tomorrow after we record this, all this will become outdated and maybe Belichick will take one of those jobs. But the like the head coaching jobs are kind of drying up, and it's like, wow, what is he going to do? Vrabel, I think, is more likely to maybe do one year as a defensive coordinator and then hmm. go right back to a head coach. But maybe he would take a year off too, I don't know. Or maybe he is going to end up getting one of these two jobs that are left. But, yeah, I mean, that would be a dream. <laughs> like, if, even just as a one-year rental – if you could get one of them as your defensive coordinator to teaming up with Sean Payton, that would be great. And then, like I said earlier, if they can keep Christian Parker in house, uh, like in a hypothetical situation where you got Belichick or Vrabel for a year and then next year they become a head coach, just make Christian Parker a defensive coordinator. Like I, I would much rather do that. I mean, anybody would much, anybody would love to have those guys their defensive coordinator. I just, I go back to, I am worried if the Broncos keep Vance Joseph and lose Christian Parker one year after they lost Igeroi Vero. I think it, that would just be such a bummer. Like it's such a shame to lose young, talented in-house coaches to, to promotions elsewhere. I'm like, promote these guys, keep them in house. Like we have these good coaches. Let's not lose them to other teams, especially when the guy that's above them, like Vance Joseph, is not like. I, I, I don't know. I feel like he's a limited defensive coordinator. I don't think he's ever had amazing results as a defensive coordinator in the NFL. So, yeah, I I turned Belichick and Vrabel back into ranting about Joseph. But, yeah, (laughs) I think Broncos fans joke about that and, and like, it would be awesome. But I don't think anybody really thinks that's a real possibility.
1: Yeah, it's it's definitely a dream when you're talking about Belichick, right? I just don't think he would ever lower himself to... To be working under another head coach, um he, I think what you're what you're saying, john is is definitely most likely. i think if he was if he was in play for the commanders or Seahawks, he probably would have got at least an interview yeah and and as we speak, he hasn't gotten one. so it's hard to believe he's gonna head to one of those although i think I thought Washington made sense for him just because it's on the east coast. It's kind of. Is, where's is their stadium, right? It's it's like kind of, isn't it in Virginia or something? Where do they play? Yeah, I, it's it's, I, it's right there around all the Navy stuff, right? Like that's yeah, kind yeah. of, it's in that area where Belichick just loves that area. And it's, again, it's East Coast. It'd be close to his family and his, his daughter, I believe, is a lacrosse coach or something at one of the colleges in the East Coast. Like it would make more sense for, I always thought it would make more sense for him to take a job like Washington than it would have been, uh, L.A. for the Chargers or even Dallas. I just, I always thought that made more sense, but it doesn't feel like the commanders are giving him much juice, which is a little surprising, but we we shall see. But yeah, I agree. I think Belichick year off, um, maybe sniffing around next year, makes the most sense of Frable, He might end up being a, a defensive coordinator, show up in someone's front office for a year or something as well. Um, I kind of wanted him to coach the Patriots, uh, but what are you going to do? We got Gerard Mayo and we're going to see what happens. Uh, in new England, uh, before we get to the super bowl, John, I wanted to, we, we mentioned earlier on guys that could get traded. Maybe guys that are expecting to get traded (laughs) We talk about a guy like Cortland Sutton. Uh, he had some, he, he posted some stuff on Instagram, Instagram that kind of sounded like a goodbye to Broncos country. John, What, what were your thoughts on that?
0: Yeah, part of his message on Instagram, he said, I know all things happen for a reason and I trust my God's plans over everything, including whether whatever is next for me. Just know I gave everything to this team and organization every time I stepped on the field. And I, I like it could just be like, you know, I don't know the future holds. Like I'd love to be back, but just in case I'm not, just know that like I love playing here. But it it kind of just sounds like uh I feel like they're moving on from me and mm-hmm. just know that like, I love you guys and I played hard for you guys. It's, so fans just kind of ran with that. It's like, Oh, this is basically court and Sutton's goodbye. And I think it's a little too premature to j- just jump to the conclusion that, Oh, he's definitely getting traded this off season. Cause if you remember last year, when there was all the rumors about Cortland Sutton and Jerry Judy, Sutton tweeted then I just want to be where I'm wanted and appreciated and that it's the same kind of thing where it's like oh man clearly he thinks he's going somewhere else and that was last year and then nothing came of it so not to say that nothing's going to come of this maybe the Broncos will trade Cortland Sutton because they could really use the cap space they could really use more draft picks but I mean we shouldn't take it as a guarantee that something's going to happen but it is just something to monitor over these next few weeks and months for sure
1: yeah I think one thing we could read into and maybe even going back to last year is that these guys aren't getting assurances that they're going to be around right They're uh, They're at least not hearing that they're definitely in the plans for next year and beyond. Right. I think we can read between the lines and at least think that, that at the very least guys like court and Sutton, maybe even Judy aren't sure heading into the offseason what they're standing with their own team is. And you know, that's, that's probably what happens when a new regime comes in and you're, you're kind of expecting that a little bit as a player. Right. So I think, at least some uncertainty there from Cortland Sutton. It it might not mean he's gone, but some uncertainty and he was by far your best receiver this year. So, uh, wouldn't be great. Wouldn't be great. But you know, you, you understand it's a business and the Broncos have to, uh, have to make tough decisions on the roster. Cortland Sutton, Jerry Judy, they might be tough decisions. We will see what happens there, but yeah, we'll have to keep an eye on Cortland Sutton's Instagram. That's how we follow what's going on in the NFL these days, John. That's just how it is. Uh, all right. Super Bowl. I am very upset that we have the Chiefs in the Super Bowl again, John. I'm sure Broncos Country is as well. Uh, I think I come at it from a a different perspective, and for me, it's uh, I'm a Patriots fan, as you know, and people that listen to the show know. So I'm I'm sick of the Chiefs for other reasons. I don't want them. I don't want them like infringing upon my dynasty. You know what I mean? Like that's not what I want. But the Chiefs are clearly there, and they're clearly doing it, and it's like really annoying. And it's really annoying that Patrick Mahomes is this good and that this team is this good. And even in a year where they didn't have their act together for two thirds of the season, John, yeah. they come out and they just, you you could just see it. Like they're going to freaking win again, aren't they? You could just see it coming. They're going to win Don't again.
0: Don't say that Ryan. Don't it, say that, but
1: you could feel it. Can't you? It's just like, no. Oh God, he's that team is just too tough. And now they're going on the road and beating Buffalo and, and uh, the Ravens. And it's just like, Oh, here we go. But What's really annoying me, and you know me, I'm a big fan of the Get Up program on ESPN. I, I watch it every morning during the season. And I was subjected this week, John, to Mike Greenberg, Ryan Clark, and Rex Ryan talking about the debate is over. Patrick Mahomes is now the greatest quarterback we've ever seen, and it, the debate is over, and Tom Brady and, and Joe Montana, never mind any of that, it's now Patrick Mahomes, he's the greatest and it's just like, wait, 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 wait. Well, first of all, I had to, I had to like take a, take a beat. I'm like, all right, Mike Greenberg, who I love. I love Greenie, Mike Greenberg, diehard Jets fan. Oh, okay. You, you hate Brady. Got it. Uh, uh, Ryan Clark, former Steeler who got torched by Brady every time they played. Sorry, Ryan, but it happened. Hates Brady. Get it. Yeah. Rex Ryan. We all know why you hate Brady, right? Former Jets coach, like <laughs> Bill's coach as well. Like, we get it. Brady torched you over and over and over again. Besides one year, you did get us in the playoffs, but we won't go there. how'd to, to go for you in the AFC Championship game there, Rex, with Mark Sanchez as your quarterback. Uh, anyway, John, this really angers me because obviously I'm a Brady guy, and as much as I don't want the Chiefs infringing upon my Patriots dynasty, I definitely don't want Mahomes bypassing Brady in the GOAT discussion, right? It's just too soon for that. This... This conversation is reserved for another day when we see the the resumes of each guy. Uh, and for me, it's like, and how I relate this back to the Broncos is, for me, it's like, how is Mahomes already past Elway? Can someone explain that one to me? Like, Elway got to five Super Bowls and won two of them. Right now, Mahomes has won two. Like, how how has he already passed Elway? Doesn't he have to win his third to get past Elway? Like, he's already bypassed Elway. He's already bypassed uh, Montana, who was 4 0 in Super Bowls in his career. Like, he's already gotten past those guys and Brady, who again went to 10. Brady went to 10 uh, and won seven. Uh, so, the Brady stuff really annoys me, but really it goes back to has he even passed Elway yet? I don't want to say that. I don't, I think if we're being honest with ourselves, like, how is Mahomes already passed Elway? You know what I mean? Like, it's just. I know we live in an age, John, where we can't wait. We have to, we have, to have the discussion now. And it even ha- it, we had the same talks early in the year where we were talking about Caleb Williams in like week four, right? We just can't help ourselves. We have to talk about the draft when our team sucks in, in week four. And we can't wait. We can't. And a lot of that is we got a talk show to do each week. So we got to talk about the here and now. And so do the guys in the get up program. And I get it, John. But the point of this rant is like, can we just sit back and enjoy Mahomes without saying, oh, he's already passed Brady, who had to literally win six Super Bowls before people conceded and said, okay, he's better than Montana. You know what I mean? Like, that's literally what it went with Brady, but we just forget all about that with Mahomes because he can throw a sidearm pass. You know, like, I, I don't know. It's just really freaking annoying. I'm sure Broncos fans can't stand Mahomes and the Chiefs for a lot of different reasons, but that's just my reason. And again, my, my question is, how has he already passed Elway? Never mind Montana, and never mind Brady, which is ridiculous, by the way. But Elway, come on! Like I, I'm not even willing to go there yet with with El, um, with Mahomes. And and my question to you, John, is: Am I being fair?
0: Yeah, no, you're preaching to the choir, and I appreciate you pandering the Broncos fans throwing in Elway. Like uh, Broncos fans will tell you that Elway Dunson get the credit that he deserves in goat conversations. But, yeah, whether Mahomes has passed him or not, I think even as someone who's not a Brady guy, like, you can't say – like, maybe talent-wise, he's a better talent than Joe Montana, but he's not more accomplished yet. Like, even if he won on Sunday, he still wouldn't have have as many Super Bowls. And like you said, he's still got a long way to go to catch up to Brady. So I think it's way too premature to be crowning him. And I think it's like you said, it's just – it's the here and now you get caught up in the moment and it's like, this is what's going on right now. Oh, he's playing right now. He's the greatest of all time. Yeah. Uh, and honestly, like people, some, you you said it took Brady a while to get past uh Joe Montana, but I think some people did the same thing with Brady. Cause it's just here and right now. Oh, he's the goat. And I think you just, you have a, uh, it's just human nature, I guess, to just get caught up in the moment and you want to hyperbole and, and crown someone in that moment. Like what's happening right in front of me, this is the greatest it's ever been. It's like, no, just because you don't, you know, young people like me don't even remember Joe Montana, like barely remember John Elway. It's like just because you weren't you don't remember it, or just because we're so far removed from it doesn't mean that he's automatically better. Like like you said it perfectly. Let's sit back, you know, enjoy these great players right now wait until the end of their career, we can sit back, look at the course of their career, look at their resume, and then we can decide, like, I will final say, okay, this guy was the greatest of all time. It's just look at the numbers, you know, look at their accomplishment, look at their talent, look at their arm, whatever. Like, right now it's too early to be having that conversation. And like I said, you're preaching to the choir. No Broncos fan is going to tell you. Well, I mean, maybe there will be some. But I feel like most Broncos fans would say, yeah, Patrick Mahomes, amazing best quarterback in the nfl today but is he already the greatest of all time no it's too early to say that and just as an aside go 49ers exactly (laughs) we we really need the 49ers to win this game we cannot let the chiefs get this we cannot let mahomes win another one we really need san francisco to pull it
1: off yes go niners i i don't have a lot of faith i just don't because it's freaking choking dog Kyle Shanahan and the 49ers. You know what I mean? Like he, he tried they almost lost to the Packers. They were down in the second half. They were down 17 points to the lions and it's the lions fault. They didn't win the game because they refused to kick field goals uh, and give themselves a chance to win that game. They could have put themselves up John by three scores late in the third quarter. Why don't you do that? Chip shot field goal in perfect conditions, but we got to go for it because the analytics say we got to go for it. Ah, And we're the lions. and This is what we do. It's like so annoying. And I'm sure the 49ers will find a way to screw it up because it's the stupid coaches in the league that help the Chiefs out. Sean McDermott can't figure out how to <laughs> get one punt in that game against the Bills and you know, the the Ravens just completely <sighs> abandoning the run. You know what I mean? Like, it's yeah, just, it's, wild. it's so annoying. Uh, but yeah, Mahomes, what a run, right? I mean, he's he just played in his sixth AFC championship. That's ridiculous. You know, it's, it's crazy. He's on a great run and I appreciate it. Brady played in 13 of them. 13 AFC championship games. <laughs> Mahomes is in his fourth Super Bowl. Brady played in 10. Again, Elway played in five. So, I mean, he's still got work to do. Uh, but again, Mahomes has already passed him because he can run around and throw throw sidearm passes and, you know, slide really late and get a 15-yard penalty. You know, that's that's why. I, I don't know. We we all love Mahomes and it's really annoying. Um, uh, any thoughts on the game? Uh John like what's your pick you know for me it's like I don't even know why the I don't know why the uh, the Chiefs I'm sorry the Chiefs why are they underdogs you know what I mean like I'm expecting them I they're the favorite to me heading into this game because I think the 49ers have to prove it Kyle Shanahan has to prove it I mean 28 to 3 is still on Kyle Shanahan's resume he was the offensive coordinator with the Falcons when that happened he heads to the 49ers he had a 10-point lead in a Super Bowl uh, wasn't it against the Chiefs blew it with Jimmy Garoppolo Uh, They lost that game again, should have lost to Detroit at home. Should have got embarrassed on their home field, but you know, the, the lions made some questionable decisions there and and had some mistakes and the 49ers caught fire and came back good for them. But unless Christian McCaffrey can just dominate in the run game, I I have a hard time feeling like the 49ers are going to go out there and like definitely handle business against the chiefs and should be favored in this ball game. I, I, I take the points all day long and I expect the Chiefs to freaking win, as much as I hate saying that. But what do you think?
0: Yeah, I I just cannot uh, get past my heart. Like I'm not even going to take my brain in consideration. <laughs> like I Fair. just need the 49ers to win this so much that I'm picking them to win that. <laughs> and you know the spread, whatever. Just as who's going to win the game? Like 49ers have to win this game, so I'm saying the 49ers will win. You saying? the chiefs should be favorites like i i don't have any arguments with that like i i wouldn't be shocked if they were the favorites that would, I wouldn't be like what why are they favorites like that'd be fine with me but just i cannot detach myself from my emotional investment in the chiefs not getting into the super bowl so my official prediction is 49ers win because they have to win
1: <laughs> that's fair enough john i think i think that makes a lot of sense but i do know this if the 49ers do win which would be great it won't be pat's fault it won't be my home's fault. It'll be somebody else's fault. That's what they'll say. That's what Greeny and, and Ryan Clark and uh, Rex Ryan will say uh, the next yeah, day. That's, I'd the get it up. Goes. Yeah, that's the way it goes. Uh, all right, John, any other, any other thoughts before we wrap this sucker up? What do you think? We're just waiting. We're waiting for moves to be made for the Broncos. And when they happen, we'll be back on here to break it down.
0: Yeah. We're, like we're assuming Vance Joseph is safe. We're assuming Russell Wilson stuff won't happen until March. Probably like if anything happened with court and son, that wouldn't happen until March. So really it's probably just going to be little things like the saints guys that they're bringing in so far they fired nobody i don't know if they will fire anyone so it might be a little quiet here the next few weeks so enjoy the super bowl go 49ers we'll hop back on when something's going on with the
1: broncos that right there is john heath check him out on broncos wire and i echo that go niners and we will talk to you all next time